0: Go and get your Bibles out. Turn to uh, 1 Corinthians. We'll be in 1 Corinthians chapter two. Everybody say two. We're well, we'll gonna have fun tonight, I hope. But I also want to encourage you tonight. I, you know, we um, Doug and Trey and I and every other preacher that I know of, we we never take this for granted. We never do this flippantly. Pray hardcore, saying God, what do you want me to share with your people tonight? And and just just trust that uh, um, God's gonna. Sometimes it's hard, man. Is the Lord, you gonna use me tonight? He's like, right, Larry? You like? God, you're going to do something. you got to work on me somehow, but, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to be here tonight. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Um, you know, I want to talk to you about, um, there's three different types of people in this room tonight. Three different types of people in this room. Um, and, and we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Um, but, but I've got something that's concerning me uh, and that led me to this, this message tonight. Something that's bothering me. Um, and it's, it's invaded our homes um, it's invaded our our families our schools our workplaces our communities our neighborhoods um, our church and that, that the concern I have is for um, for for spiritually immature people because I is one and, and I'm not where I need to be spiritually are you don't answer that because I believe that's, that's a problem, and it's, it's, it's fading into all different types of our lives, and it's because we have a lack of spiritually mature people. And we're going to talk a little bit about how there's three different types of people tonight. Um, and, and I want to use um, some pa- the passage there in 1 Corinthians. But before I get there, do you, would you say, yes, Brother Matt, I need a good dose of a self-evaluation tonight. Could anybody use a good dose of that, a good, good little inventory? Say, you know what, I want to take a look at my heart and I want God to, to see where I am. And I want God to move me to the next level spiritually. But I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to be ready to, to hear God speak in my life. I, I want that. Does anybody want that with me? I think we all do. You wouldn't be here on a Sunday night at 6 o'clock. I believe all of us are here because we're want we are, we're willing to, to let God into the crevices of our heart and our lives and say, God, what in me do you need to change? What in me is keeping me from being the spiritual leader, the spiritual person that I need to be. And I, and I pray that your heart tonight because I believe it is. And I, I want to be the man who talks and acts and thinks and lives like Jesus. Don't you? I want people, when they see my life and the way I respond to situations and, and circumstances and good times and bad times, I want them to see Jesus in my life. Now, we all know that's pretty much impossible all the time, right? I mean, until we get to heaven, we're never going to be perfect. Amen. But our, our job, and we're gonna talk about this, is to, to strive to be like Jesus. Strive to be the spiritual, mature person that God's called us to be. So um, now you, you've heard me say, other preachers say there's really only two people in this world. We got lost and we got we got non-Christians and we got. But tonight I'm gonna to give you a third one. So get ready. Hold on. Ready? Let's read this passage and listen. See if you can pick up on the three different types of people we're gonna talk about tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. We're going to read through 3, verse 3, okay? Here we go. The natural person, ding, 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 number one. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have The mind of Christ. Chapter three, verse one. But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Did you hear all three of them? Hope you did, and if you didn't, we're fixing to go over them. But let's start with the first person we're going to talk about. That is the natural person, all right? We've got the natural person right there, the natural person. This person, this natural person is spiritually dead. Everybody say dead. Separated from God. This, this verse talks about this. this natural person does not accept the things of God or the Spirit of God, because they're dead. They're not Christian. They're not born again, and, and they're lost. They don't belong to God. They don't understand the, the things of God are silly. They're folly. They're goofy. They're, they, it doesn't make sense. They just don't get it because they're the natural person. Lost, separated from God, not able to understand the things of God, and, and they just don't get it. Their actions, their reactions, their words, their, their lifestyles, their hobbies, their habits are controlled by the flesh, By the natural man and not by the things of God. You know, before we are born again, we are the natural person. Before we are our life to Christ, that's who we are, right? Uh, I want you to look at Ephesians chapter um, 2. We're going to read, it should be on the screen, verses 1 through 3. If you don't have time turn there, it'll be on the screen. Um, Ephesians 2, 1 talks about us as the natural person before we met Christ. Here's what it says. That's this first chair, and that's how we were before Christ. But look at verse 4 in the same chapter. But God, hallelujah, two powerful words. Everybody say, but God. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. That's good news, right? Because of Christ, but God took our sins, and we went from the natural person to the spiritual person. Maybe I can do this without making a lot of noise with the microphone. Second chair. We've got three chairs tonight. What's that? The spiritual person. Everybody say spiritual person. Looking back at verse 15 and 16, I'll read it to you again. It says, The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This is the spiritual person. This is the person that's been transformed by faith and, and through the grace of God, being redeemed, being renewed, being forgiven, being united with Christ, being born again. Ever say born again. Thank God for the newness that comes in Christ when we are become a child of the King. We belong to Him. We are a member of the family of God, the spiritual person. They are a child of God. They, they live 100% dependent upon Him. The Bible tells us that they are a new creation. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. For if anyone is... In Christ. He's a new creation. The old's gone. The old natural person's gone. The new has come. They're filled with the Spirit. They're, they're led by the Spirit. They walk in the Spirit. We, uh, we, they are, they're created to, to do good works. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, that, you know, we all know for by grace you've been saved through faith, not yourself to give to God. We all know that. That's great. But verse 10, we leave off a lot. It says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Not for salvation, but because we belong to Him and we are His children. We are the spiritual person. The, the spiritual person, uh, they give the Holy Spirit control over their mind. They give the Holy Spirit the control over their will, their desires, their emotions, their passions, their, their vocation, their bank account, their, um, their spare time, their weekends, when they really want to do something, but God says, hey, let's go serve. Or, I really want to go here. But my, my flesh says one thing, but the Spirit says, no, I want you to go here. By the way, I've got a great men's class, Sunday school class. For the first 10, 15 minutes of every class period, period, I say, hold on, <laughs> that'd be school. Um, for the first 10 minutes or so, sometimes it gets a little longer, doesn't it, Jason? Uh, we talk and we say, hey, where did God give you an opportunity this week to talk about Jesus? And, and, and say, where did God move in your life? How did God give you an opportunity this week? And inevitably, every week since we've been doing this, one or two people speak up. And this morning we had three or four. God did this this week. He gave me an opportunity to do this. And, and, and I was on the Frisbee golf, you know, and, and God, I met this guy and, and I was at Home Depot or I was. And, and God's given us opportunities because the spiritual man gives over every part of his life to the things of God. Amen. Everything, his will, his mind, his strength, his energy, every part of his life is unto him, his way. Everything he decides, I go to God first. Brother Doug. If anything he is, he, I've learned from him is he teaches and preaches and encourages to pray. Would you agree? And we got to be people of prayer. In order to be a spiritual person, we got to be people of prayer. Go to God with everything. God, what's your plans, not mine? I'm no longer that man. I'm this man. What can I do to please you? This, this spiritual person walks in the spirit. They, they, they exude the things of the Holy Spirit. Y'all know the, the fruit of the Spirit, right? Let's say them together. Ready? Love, Joy. Goodness, faithfulness, self-control. They were on the screen. I guess they're not. Um, I can see them. I can cheat. They're back there. Um, But these are the things that, as a spiritual person, I should be living out. I've said this a thousand times. If I'm an apple tree, I should be producing. If I'm a a banana tree, I should be producing. If I'm a spirit-led, spirit-filled child of the king, I should be giving out the fruits of the spirit. Right? Right? Now, this person's not sinless yet, but every day they sin less. I want to be that guy. I want you to be that woman, that, that man that, that sins less. That people look at your life and go, that guy, that girl, they're different. They're not like everybody else that says they're Christians that I've known in the past. They're not like the people that I, that I went to church with when I was younger or whatever. Y'all, I can't tell you, we as pastors, we hear all the time excuse after excuse after excuse of why people don't walk with God or come to know God or come to church because of a bad experience they had when they were a child or they were younger. In church. Christians, right? It's going to happen, I understand. But if we would live in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, be spiritual people, trust God more, we'd see greater things from Him. Now, you might be sitting there going, Well, Brother Matt, I know I'm a Christian, um, but I am not like that guy. Man, that's not me. I still have a lot of struggles in my life. I still have a lot of issues. I, I still have control. A lot of things that I just can't let go and give it over to God. Okay. It's okay. Right? But strive for that. Right? Make, make, make headway in leaning towards and going towards being a spirit-filled person. Which takes us to the third person. I want to reread chapter 3, verse 1 through 3. And we're going to bring up this third chair in just a minute. Paul says, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people. Right? but as people of the flesh. Let me go ahead and stop right there and grab this other chair because we've got to have this other chair. This is the third chair. All right. I'm a visual person. I can't address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you're not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Paul calls them brothers, right? Right. So they are. Are they born again or not? Yes, they are a Christian. Okay, that's the third chair that, that I'm talking about. This, this this person of the flesh is people of the flesh. Um, he says here, um, I, I want to. He says I call, he calls them brothers. We know they're born again, and I could. I don't. I want to address you as spiritual people, but I can't because you're people of. The flesh, people of the flesh. Um, now, he calls them infants. Infants. I'm a daddy. I've had three infants in my life. Okay, Bit, outside of my salvation and my marriage is the biggest blessing ever in my life. Okay, um, and and I, I like to eat. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I couldn't make it on just milk physically. Right? There's no way. I would I'd, I'd, I'd fall apart. I'd just shrivel up and die because I can't make it on physically just drinking milk. Physically. But I don't understand why so many of us are content with drinking milk spiritually, barely scratching the surface, not digging into things of God. And we think we can be sustained spiritually by just living on milk. Milk. I mean, I like cereal. I love cereal, but it ain't a meal for this fat guy. Cereal's good, but milk is not enough. And as a spiritual person, I love Jesus, I love the things of God. I had a conversation with a guy in our church this morning. He said, Brother Matt, I've been a Christian for, for years, but I, I'm, I'm starting to see things from a different perspective. I've been begging God to show me things in his word. I've been begging God to show me things that I've never seen, and he's doing it. He's, he's revealing truth to me as I read scripture. He said he started reading one, two verses, a little devotional, and he said, you know, God's like, really? That's all you're going to give me? So he went back and read the whole chapter, and he's in my office this morning. We're crying together. And he's just like talking about how much he loves Jesus and how God's revealed some amazing things to him and shown him mind-blowing things. But guess what? He's still struggling. He's still, it's still hard. It's a battle, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's an everyday, ongoing thing. And, and the enemy doesn't like it. You hear me? The enemy doesn't want you to grow, Nathan. Drew, he don't want you to be a, a man of God. He'll do all he can to keep you in, 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 in that fleshly seat, desiring the things of myself, desiring the things of the world, but God wants to take us into the spiritual realm, right? Um, going back on the milk thing, um, Paul, Paul describes these people of the flesh having, you know, being milk, not solid food. and I mean, right? We, are, we see that. But he also says they're having jealousy and strife among you. Now, I'm a parent. Raise your hand if you're a parent. Okay. Um, did you ever have to teach your kid as a toddler to want that kid's toy? Did you ever teach them to, to go over there and slap another kid if they were mean to them? No, because that's what babies do, right? They don't get their way. They fight. They fuss. They cry. They go over there and take a toy. Graham was out there. And I told Ashley, I said, Ashley, I love it because the ball rolled away. He was like, no, it's mine. And I said, Ashley, I'm so glad he did that because it fits right into what babies do. Toddlers do. They're jealous. They want their way. They, they, they argue. They fuss. They fight because I want it my way. That's what babies do, Christians. I mean, how many arguments, and I'm not saying necessarily our church, but in the world and in our church over silly, goofy, fleshly, dumb things because we aren't here, right? We aren't walking in the Spirit. We're not desiring the things of God like we should. And that is taking, the flesh is leading our lives like babies, jealousy and strife and wrath and anger and malice and garbage. When we need to be people of Jesus, the Word, and people of prayer, Um, see unfortunately too many of us are living our lives from the flesh these people of the flesh these are are actually spiritually alive right it says they're brothers right they're christians they've been born again they've been declared righteous through the blood of jesus yet they choose to live a life of defeat and they choose to live a life of selfishness and 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 pride and and ego and, and and selfish ambition and and they live a life that is dead in sin instead of dead to sin. You with me, guys? If you're born again, you're dead to sin. And they're living a life like they're like they're like they're bound for hell when they're instead of being protected from hell and delivered from hell and right, living a life of defeat and and all this instead of walking in truth and walking with their head up and their eyes focused on Jesus. And although they're free in Christ, they choose to get involved in all kinds of things of the flesh. And they wonder why they never have peace. They wonder why they don't understand life. They wonder why, you know, because they're walking in the spirit. I, you, we walk in the spirit. And they live in bondage and guilt and anxiety and inferiority and insecurities and inadequacies and all these negative. Who raise your hand if you want like those things? I want to be not, I wanna be like that, Brother Matt. Yeah, right. But yet we choose. To walk in the flesh and to honor the flesh and to serve the flesh instead of honoring, serving, submitting, leave, living our lives full full throttle for the things of God. Again, I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to every born again Christian that circles this, and and I do, and you do, we all do. But but we're gonna get there in just a minute. Um, but we got to choose to walk in the Spirit, choose to walk in freedom. You know, it's it's a silly illustration, but if I if I called somebody up here and said, you know what? I just deposited um, ten million dollars in your bank account, and and here's the deed to a, a, a thirty thousand square foot mansion, paid off with, on two hundred acres of land, and and I, and I get, and that was a gift to you. I mean, wow, right? Hallelujah! But you, thank you, brother Matt. That's great. I appreciate that. But you go and you choose to to dig in dumpsters for food. You choose to go live in a cardboard box downtown, and you choose to beg it for food. I mean, it's silly. It's a goofy illustration, but that's what we do, and we live in the flesh. We desire to be people of the flesh, the so desire to be people of the spirit. So, how do we get out of this? How do we? What do we do? And I, and I don't have all the answers. I can't. I don't have six steps uh, how to, because the Bible is rich. It's full, and I don't want to try to give you the answers to how to walk in that. I, there is an answer. We're getting there, but you got to seek it. I could say, well, do this, pray this, study this, beat blah, blah, blah. And we could do that every Sunday, but you have to choose to, to, to rid yourself of the flesh. And as Galatians 5:16 says, I think it's 16, yeah. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh, for they're opposed to each other to keep you from doing what you want to do. I want to sin. I, my flesh says, do this, I, take over, be in control. Run after things that you want instead of the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Now, it's not a list of do's and don'ts. Aren't you glad? It's not a legalistic, oh, you got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. It's a freedom thing. It's a, it's a relationship with, a, with, with like a best friend, except your best friend just happens to be almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present, God of the universe, right? And yet we still choose to walk in the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. It, it's a learning curve. It's a it's a developing, it's a depending on the friendship with God. It's a it's a daily community. It's not a... By the way, if you depend on me and Doug and Trey and preachers and your essential teachers to get... You're in trouble. You are in deep trouble. And I've been saying this for years. Don't depend on me. Get in the Word yourselves. Study the Word. Memorize the Word. Know what it says for you and, and through the Spirit of God. And I promise you, you'll never regret it. I've never... Never buried anybody on their deathbed. They said, I wish I hadn't studied the Word of God more. It never happens. So walk in the Spirit. Trust Him. As a child of God, we've been made holy. We've been made perfect. Why not get a hold of that? Why not walk in that? Why not enjoy that? Why not live a life that is a spirit-filled life, a life of wholeness? Everybody say wholeness. Life of satisfaction purpose, fulfillment, perfection, peace, love, grace. These are things that are offered to us when we walk in the Spirit. We've been doing a little study on Wednesday nights with the students and um, about make every, called Make Every Effort it's based on how we are saved by grace, but we need to work out our salvation. We need to be people of virtue, and, and we're going there. But, um, but this, this first couple of verses here, if you want to look on the screens, if you have time, if you want to flip to 2 Peter chapter 1, I want to read this. And I want you to pertain it to your life as a living in the flesh or living in the spirit. Second um, Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 is what we're going to read. He says, His divine power. Just pause. Think about that. Wow. His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through these precious and very great promises, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. These promises are found in the word of God. And again, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because I'm looking out and I'm seeing school teachers and deacons and leaders and people I know that love Jesus. But can you crank it up a notch? I mean, we all can, right? Amen? Can, can you go a little deeper in your faith? Can you, can you lean on the scriptures a little more? Can you, can, you, can you grab these promises that are in there on a, on a more uh, intentional, more intimate level? Yes, we all can. These are precious and great promises. And when we partake of them, we, we understand and we absorb and we are partakers of this divine nature, the spirit-filled person. Now, it's your choice, obviously. I'm so glad God didn't make a bunch of puppets, aren't you? Um, it's a choice we make daily to, to surrender to him and to his leadership. Um, but I, I like the story. You've probably heard this too. But, but it's like kind of like a baby elephant that is born in captivity. And, and the, the elephant is raised in a circus, right? Let's say that. And it's a baby. I don't know what baby elephants weigh. I meant to research is it. It's probably 100 pounds, right? But by the time they, and the baby's born, they, they put a, a chain on it. And they, they, they connect it to a stake in the ground. And that baby elephant, you know, is trying to pull out and it can't do it. But as that elephant grows and, and and develops and triples and doubles and quadruple doubles triples and then quadruples in size, he thinks he's still bound to this to the stake in the ground, and he thinks he's limited in his power because he he don't realize all he has to do is go and that stake's coming up, right? But he but he lives in bondage. He lives in fear. He lives in the flesh. He lives in himself instead of realizing the power that he has in, well, in himself, but us in God, to live in the Spirit, this divine power that's been given to us. And it doesn't make logical sense to think through, but yet we still do it, don't we? We still live in the flesh way too often. In Christ, we are free from the power of sin. You're no longer held uh, you're, you're, you're free to live in Christ. You're free to live in, in you're, you're a slave to righteousness, the Bible says in Romans, He's not a slave to sin. But yet we live a life enslaved to sin. And if Satan can convince us that we're nobodies, we're weak, we're whatever, and you, you stay where you are, you're okay, then he wins those battles. But the battle belongs to our God, right? So which person are you? You know, we have three chairs. We got the natural person. And let me just say this. If you're sitting in the seat right here, Don't walk through those doors tonight without nailing down your salvation, please. I beg you. I mean, nothing could thrill us more than for someone tonight to go from this chair to this chair and be born again, right? I mean, that is not a place you want to end up. Trust me. That's the natural person. Then we have the spiritual person that walks in the spirit, loves God and serves God. Not perfect, but becoming perfect and desiring the things of God and in the word and serving God and has a mindset. And then we have this sinful fleshly person that I think many of us sit in this seat way too often in our lives living after what I want doing what I instead of saying you know what whatever you say God I surrender to you I, I, I submit to you your plan not mine I trust you so how do we go from you know wh- what's going to make this happen in our lives when we keep struggling with the sin and, and the flesh the only way to be a spirit person Jesus got to be on the throne guys in everything we do Every thought, every word, every action, the Bible says abstain from every form of evil. If it doesn't align up with Jesus, y'all hear me, what would Jesus do? But man, it's true. If we lived like Jesus, if we honored Jesus in everything we thought, and he was on the throne of our hearts, the throne of our lives, we would live a life of Spirit-filled, spirit This is Doug Ferris, and I'm blessed to be the pastor here at Underwood Baptist Church. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. It's our prayer that you'll do more than listen to the sermon or gather religious information. We want you to encounter God, and we pray that He will impact your life. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, please go to our website at underwoodbaptist.org. All our contact information is there, and we look forward to hearing from you. I hope you are blessed by today's message.